my opinion on it, Wayne, is... Um... Actually, Barry, before we, we begin, I just want to thank everyone who's listening to the Ultimate Football Network podcast. We'll be talking about a few topics. We'll be talking about the Mason Greenwood, Lampard going to Everton, and also the transfer talk as well. So please like and subscribe to the Ultimate Football Network on Twitter. The first topic we're talking about is Mason Greenwood. If no one's heard about what's what's been going on over the weekend, uh, um, a story came out that the Manchester, the Manchester United and England forward, um, uh, well, he now has been arrested on suspicion of um, rape and uh, domestic violence. I don't know what the yeah, correct terminology is. Yeah. Uh, and there's been pictures, there's like actually been uh, an audio message as well. And United have come out and said that Mason Greenwood will, um, at this present moment in time, will um, will be not, well, he like won't be playing or training with United until further notice. So, um, yeah, that's, that's literally where we're starting. Um, Barry, I know that you want to talk about it first would love to get your opinion i was just about to say that um obviously the media play a play a role in it and we only go by what they what we see as to what's happened we don't actually know and we only um, the only facts we've got is that he was arrested and, and suspended but an arrest and suspension don't mean you're guilty it just means that um the, the clubs have done that to protect themselves and the police have got to do that to investigate so um, I think the media make a lot of hype out of it and it can be detrimental to, especially someone who's a young player, their, uh, their career. Um, you know, you, they've got to be careful because you can't just like, the way they've said sensationalization of, uh, of, of issues like that, they, 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 it, could, it could really damage someone's career. Even if they're found not guilty, you could end up ruining someone's career and they've not done anything wrong. <laughs> Um, yeah. So, I think we have. To I actually of... see. I see a headline in the Daily Mail today. It was all it was United players, pictures of United players going to training, and it was Man United players look glum because of the Mason Greenwood situation. And it's just quick snap, quick snapshot of them actually driving. Like you know, it's sensationalised, as you said, Barry. It's. it's yeah, I suppose you're innocent until you're proven guilty, aren't you? Yeah. I just, yeah, I think I want to know what everyone thinks about what the media side of it and whether it should be reported or how it should be reported, more importantly. Should it be reported at all? Do they wait until he gets arrested, then report it? Or should it be, no, it's news, we, we should report it? What's everyone's sort of view on that? Did, um, Anyone here, I think the, the girl made mentioned that her phone was hacked. That she actually, she didn't release it, that if the phone was hacked. Feels like we're going back to the days of uh, Pierce Morgan and the oh, News right. of the World yeah. and the hackings and the and the setups and whatnot. Um, yeah, it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a very difficult one, isn't it? Like, um, I don't, you know, I, I think, you know, we don't know how long this has been going on, uh, and and for the young lady in question to actually take pictures, um, and also to record the conversation, it was, yeah, it was like something that she was going to use sooner or later. You know, you don't yeah. do something like that um, without a purpose. Do I believe her phone was hacked? I don't think so. Um, uh, and again, with all the, you know, respect to Mason Greenwood, he he isn't a high-profile footballer as yet. Um, so I think I think she she put it out there. Um, I mean, I get well. That's just what I believe, anyway. Um, in terms of how the media, how the kind of media. Um, What's the word? Pull it, you know, um, right. put it out there. It was, listen, you know what? No matter what we think, you know, controversy 
uh, and kind of uh, news news like this when it kind of comes to anyone in the public eye, you know, the independent social media outlets, they will literally pounce on this because this is literally what gets them eyeballs. This is literally what, you know, potentially could like get a lot of these smaller publications trending. Uh, and, and, you know, I literally, I, I probably want to say more than half of these social media outlets don't actually care about um, domestic abuse and literally what's actually going on. They are literally doing it for the clicks. They are doing it because it's yeah. a trend. Um, it'd be, you know, the same people or the same outlets that will actually put this story out. I wonder how long they'll actually continue to follow this, this um, particular conversation. Because again, you know, it, it's, you know, this is kind of modern football. You know, this is a, this is a serious, serious allegation. Oh, well, allegation or, you know, however people, people want to view it. That's the reason why I didn't say nothing at the beginning. Um, I, you know, um, I like saw it banded about, you know, it was literally over social media over like the weekend and, and like people were talking about it and I didn't say a single word because again, you know, no matter what you say, the moment for me, it's something big like this, the moment it's out on Sky News as in on, you know, the television or on BBC, that's, that's literally when I have to take real notice. And literally, that's that's how I get my official news, especially something as serious as this. But you know, everyone is different. Uh, I'm sure that there's people that have, you know that have probably made money from this story through monetization and through their reaction videos. And you know, it is what it is. But um, but yeah, we can have to be really, really careful. Um, you know, innocent until proven guilty. And you know. Ugh, and uh, a lot of these social media platforms are very quick to to literally jump on to not yeah I'd say like the bandwagon and you know literally you know I don't really want to say anything until like you know we kind of heard today um, that Mason Greenwood has officially been arrested uh, and of course United have kind of literally you know put out that like statement and now yeah I mean Mason Greenwood he, he's he's a uh, his kind of career is again. That's a that's a kind of another thing. But let me just say, in terms of the social media distribution, um, yeah, uh, we have to be really, really careful, especially when something as sensitive comes out um, yeah. uh, so like quickly. Everybody's afraid to say something, voice. It's it it. it uh, there's no winners here, you know. There's a young man that's made a. If he has, he's he's got himself into a, an awful position. There's a girl that's that's had an awful time. There's probably families affected. It's uh, it's very unpleasant, isn't it? It's like not what you want to be waking up to on a Sunday morning. As a as a as a football fan as well, you know whether you're a Man United fan or not, like it's not nice, is it? Like and the discussion is like. Is his career over? What's this? What's that? What? There's a girl there that's obviously been abused, as whatever, what, what way, sexually or domestically, violently, whatever. It's, it's, not, it's not nice, is it? Like, it's not nice. It's hard. It's even, it, it, as I said, it, you're afraid to say anything, aren't you? But like, I, I've talked to guys in work and some of them have daughters and they're saying, she'll never play again. And there's guys saying, Innocent and proven, and proven guilty. There's people saying, "Will he have a Man United career? Will he won't be?" I say that probably the last thing at the moment he's probably thinking of his football. He's probably thinking of his freedom, force and foremost. I'd say. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I yeah, I, I think um, you know, I I try and put myself in that situation. I've got I've got two young young daughters, and I was thinking if if like that was my daughter. I'd, I'd be, you know, uh, again, we don't know exactly what's been said or what's been done behind closed doors. Uh, and, and uh, 
you know, it's it's you know, it's kind of one of those things that you know the the kind of the like cynics um, um, amongst us will will be thinking. I wonder how much someone's going to get paid for this particular story, yeah. and you know, but you know, but again, because it's out there so quickly, the value of the story has literally diminished, and literally again, that's the you know, I don't know if it's the power of social media or the, and you know, however you want to look at it. In terms of his playing career, um, personally, um, I think he will still have a playing career. Um, at United, I'm not too sure. I think his England career is done. Um, you know, that's that's kind of something I, I kind of firmly believe. But I, but I think he will have a playing career. I don't know if it will be Premier League or Championship, but there's, you know, there is going to be a team that will will take a gamble um and it's yeah you know i mean again it's kind of one of these things where you know um people are very like people are very fickle footballers and football and like football fans are very fickle uh, within means of course you know um when it kind of comes to pedophilia and things like that i think no you know literally that person should be sh- sh- like Literally, that's the red flag. That like person shouldn't even see daylight. One hundred percent. We've all yeah. seen in in the public eye, and again, I'm kind of probably going away from football. Um, the situation with a lot of um, uh, music artists that have kind of gone through something similar, um, yeah. and there's been a public backlash, but within like a few months they are still touring and they are probably as big as you know now than they were when when like everything was kicking off and i know it's a different industry but you know it's still so in the public eye um so it's yeah uh do i believe in second chances or you know do i do i like believe you know um someone can can actually change Definitely, but only again within reason, depending on what they've done. Um, it is, you know, I did feel very, very sick just kind of hearing the hearing the voice voice message, and 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 I think he needs help. Um, you know, I think um, I think it's one of those things where you know it'd be very easy just to slam the door and just say, okay, you know. Let's see what um, uh, other like people can actually do, you know, um, do with Mason. But uh, we 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 have to we have to be a lot more aware and kind of literally not to just stick the knife in and literally, you know, now educate the academy players, educate the for like pros you know educate our kind of kids and nieces and nephews about exactly what is going on we can't shy away from from like this and uh you know and i could just hope that the coverage that's been going on now is going to be around for the next week or two because if for whatever reason something else pops up in the media this week then hey you know what all of all of this talk is literally for nothing but he's, he's a young man, isn't he? Young young people can change. How many relationships has he had? He's probably never been in a, a relationship. He, I think he's been. He, I think he's with that girl two or three years. So it's his first. If it's true, it's his first relationship. You know, he's 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 in an environment. He's you know he's been tipped to, to play for England and Manchester United for him for years. Is he in an environment where he has been educated, but he's not used to people telling him no? You know what I mean? And yeah. that can happen. And, and you can do it to your own children. And I'm not talking about that way, but when children are, are I don't mean disciplined, but if, you, if, you, if you're if you never, ever told no, the expectation, it's like if you're married and your wife always, always, always makes your dinner and you come in one day and your dinner's not ready and you throw the head. It's what you're used to. I'm not condoning or anything like that, but I, I, I don't think he's ever been told probably no. And he's very, very the, the, the audio that I heard, although it, it sounds absolutely disgusting and it sounds vicious, it sounds very immature as well. 
You know what I mean? Like, yeah. sounds very, very immature. And and let's be honest, he's only turned twenty. We all did silly things when we're twenty. I, I shouldn't call that silly. I, I want to get me warden. I want to take a later right, but we all make mistakes, not on that level. But yeah. I'm sure everybody that's listening has made a mistake at that age. Maybe had a drink when they, you know, and did something and they shouldn't have or whatever. You know what I mean? Um, but you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't like to think that a person can be wrote off that young. You know what I mean? Really, that is that not why we have? We want to educate young people. Is that not what I'm not saying prison is about? But that type of system is to make sure that these people can be reformed. And um, I don't know. It, it's a difficult one, but I do believe that he, he he sounds like a man that's come from an environment that he's never ever been told no. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, again, like when you kind of look at the like the grand scheme of things, of course, you know, um, Mason and Phil got caught was in Finland, you know, yeah. trying to bring girls into the hotel room, and so literally yeah. that was one thing. And then when you even look and and then even if you look at it even deeper, even after that, Phil Foden still got to play in the Euros, and he was still in the England squad. Mason Greenwood wasn't, so. Maybe Gareth Southgate's probably seen something in training and seen his attitude and thought, you know what, this may be the person, the type of player that I don't need in my squad. Because again, like he was kind of playing well, you know, he was. Um, I, I think, I like, I think he, he was injured for the Euros, wasn't he? But I think he asked to be let not to be considered. Um, and then I think there was discussion when the, uh, after the Euros, then yeah, with Solskjaer and, and United. And Greenwood that he would wait a little bit till he till he matured. So you could be right. There was there was discussions, I believe. It was reported a good while ago, in around the time of September, when the qualifiers were starting back and, and whatnot last in, the start of the international season. And uh, uh, apparently there were discussions and like you could be looking at a maturity thing that he's not ready to handle the whole England thing, yeah, because it's another step from from playing for Manchester United, isn't it? Really, England, like you would probably know that better being in England. But I always found England England players are judged really, really differently than our club level. So maybe he's not we. He didn't believe he was mature enough to handle it. All, mm. all like just being mature enough to actually be a footballer in the limelight. Because yeah. again, play you know, yeah. she's playing for United is you know they're not a small club. So you know there was so so like there was like a lot of things that you know we would look at as as fans and say Greenwood is playing well why is he not in the United squad why is he not not in the England squad but again these managers and the backroom staff are with these players day in day out and they know their characters like they know exactly what buttons and they're experts in their fields as well they they know but let's be honest like we're all not young here. How would you be at 20 years of age earning £75,000 a week, having everything that you desired and having that sort of celebrity, everybody knowing who you are, having that platform? Like, it takes a very, very mature person. I don't think I even handle it now at 42, you know what I mean? <laughs> the money it definitely goes to my head. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, so, yeah. I'm, but you see, there's there's like different levels of hey like you know there's kind of letting money go like to your head where like you know you were asking for a lot of stuff and like being deverish and then there's this level where you would actually physically abuse uh, a man or a woman because you're not getting your own way you know i i i I, like firmly believe none of us in this group would would actually do that yes we would probably buy certain certain things and probably act a certain way but for us to cross that line and for someone to say no I would, I would hope that all of us would say, okay, you know what, yeah. Um, if she said no, yeah. then, then then let that sit. I'm, you know, I'm not. Yeah. You know, I, so. I, I, I agree. I, I, I'd like to give us men the benefit of the doubt that ninety nine percent of us, no means no. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Uh, Diego and Mikel, um, thank you guys for listening in. Um, have you guys got any and and Callum as well? Um, would love to get your opinions hey, if you if you have I, any. I have I have a question. 
is there any evidence other than uh, what the girl published in Instagram? Mm. No, I don't. I think there's there's an audio and then there's some pictures. Yeah. Yeah. In the, the problem is, is uh, that uh, in that picture, Mason is not there. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, as a criminal lawyer, when I saw that, my thing was something like, uh, okay, but you can do it yourself, just just to, to put someone in the problem, you know? So yeah. I think uh, the problem is it uh, that people are very, uh, I don't know, hard, tough with uh, Mason without any evidence. And I don't know if uh, the guy says something uh, since uh, he got uh, in the custody of the police, but uh, to me, it's very, it's very unfair because now it's like uh, guilty even if uh, we don't know if it's real or not. That's that's my yeah. uh, my hoping. Good you know? point, yeah. That's but, a good uh, point. Because I've got a big bruise on me back, and Tobreeze kicked me. I can tell you now. I'm going to post <laughs> it online. He beat me because I because I, I said Franny Jeffers, and he called back better Franny Jeffers. He beat me, black eye. I'm going to post it later on. it is a fair point. It is a fair point. And uh, to yeah. be honest, I never. I've never heard Mason Greenwood do an interview, so I don't know what his voice sounds like. Has anybody heard him do an interview? Is it is that definitely him? Well, I mean, again, I, 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 last last year, if you if you remember, Neymar had uh, a same thing, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, the girl at the Neymar case don't uh, don't have some. Uh, some proof or evidence on Instagram that maybe was uh, the chance of Neymar. But now I saw the same thing, just uh, Mason don't speak. That maybe will cost him, but uh, we will see at the court, I guess. Yeah, we will see. We will see. Uh, Diego and Callum, <laughs> Do you guys have, have any, any, anything to say before we move on to the next subject? How's everyone doing? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think he should be tried. And if he's found innocent, then he should restore everything that he had before. But I do not think, I mean, there's a girl who knows she's, she's with a professional footballer. She already has her life basically made if she stays with him. And she decides to come out. I don't know, man. Uh, rape and uh, abuse normally stays behind closed doors. That way nobody can point the finger. I think. I don't know if she's telling the truth or not. The same happened with Neymar. But I believe he should be tried. If there's an accusation, he should be. there should be evidence and see what happens. Now, I believe she's coming out and she didn't look in the best shape and whether he was in the pictures or not like i say i mean she's not gonna post pictures when she's with him she's afraid for her life basically so if he did that to her she would not post a picture when he's around yeah okay fair point uh Callum? Okay, Callum's gone missing. All right, well, cool. Well, hey, uh, it's it's a kind of uh, topic that's that's definitely going to be spoken about. Uh, uh, you know, um, probably in the next couple of weeks. But again, you know, you know, um, we just kind of want to make sure that, of course, uh, the family of the young lady in question and and like the younger lady are are okay and well. And again, to Mason, 
uh, I, again, I, you know, um, I'm I'm gonna guess that he, but he admitted it because I, I I can't see how a how the police can arrest someone purely over um, a voice note and pictures. Uh, that just seems a little bit bizarre to me. Yeah, but, I, think, hey, I, think, I think she's made a complaint. They'll do psyche valves for sure. Like, how is this girl uh, reacting towards this stimulus? This is stimulus evidence that there's a bunch of psyche valves that can be taken into account. Uh, obviously, uh, it will be hard to do, I don't know, the rape kits, but you can see if she does one. If she has like um so there's some marks for example like when you're fighting for your life it, you leave marks on the other person's body see if she has done that or if she has that that will be also taken into account now most of the time is her word against his unless somebody else comes forward normally those cases get uh proven when a lot of people are against one person or when there's a repeated habit she should file for like um other stuff, at least in where I'm from, she needs to get um a restraining order. A you cannot he's gonna go in within seventy or hundred meters from her, such and such. And if he goes and contacts her, she gotta go to the police again, so on and so forth. Quite hard. But yeah, there's steps to do it. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's move on to the next subject, and that is Frank Lampard, move uh, the new head coach at Everton. Um, Everton sacked Rafa Benitez a couple of weeks ago, and they've now appointed Frank Lampard. Uh, before I say my little bit, I'd love to get other pe people's opinion about this move. Is the is a, this a, the right move for for Frank for Everton? Um, where like do people see Everton now? And again, you know, um, is this uh, good for the Premier League? Um, yeah, it, I, I, Everton are a mad football club. They like, <laughs> the reaction to Victor Pereira, like I like Frank Lampard, big fan. Thought he did a good job at Derby. Thought he did a good job at Chelsea, and um, thought he was, you know. They could have stuck with him a bit longer. Chelsea, considering he did two years without spending a penny. And he's a club legend. I thought he should have got a little bit longer, personally. thought he did a good job. thought he did a decent job at Derby. Um, so you're, you're thinking that everything could suit him. But uh, it's, it, I just think the Everton fans, I don't think they'll ever be happy. You know, they, they're already spray-painting Victor Pereira out and didn't even have the job. And he's he won six or seven league titles in two or three different countries. Um, yeah, it's a, look, it's a good move for Frank Lampard. He's back in the Premier League. He's at a, a big club. They seem to spend money. They've got a reasonably good squad. Um, passionate fans. A bit deluded. But, uh, yeah, it's a good move very for Frank. Deluded. Very, very deluded. <laughs> it's a bet. It's, it's 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 a better move than Benitez. Like, uh, obviously, obviously, Ras Ras Benitez is a great record and he's a, he's a top coach. But he was a never a fit for Everton. Man. Never, there was never a fit. So, yeah, you know, it's good to see a good British manager, a young British manager, get a chance. So, and they're probably looking at the effect Gerrard's had at, at Villa, the players he's able to attract because of who he is. So, uh, yeah, I think it could be a good move for Everton. Could be a good move. Okay. Um, love to get anyone else's opinion. Where's Jesse when you need him? You've got something to say. Or Barry. <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah, I, mean, uh, well, I, I think... Um, <laughs> gosh, uh, Lampard. Uh, I I agree with what Wayne said. I, you know, I, I think he should have had a little bit more time uh, in the Chelsea job. Um, do I think he deserved the Everton job? No. Um, I, I think he's he's still living off, um, you know, his kind of footballing reputation. Yeah, which is, you know, it is what it is. You know, Everton are a big club, uh, and 
and you know how Everton have been firing their managers it's you know again it's really um worrying and and with with the players that Everton have now Frank and I think Jody Morris I believe is going to be his assistant or his coach they're going to have different different ideas different philosophies and they'll they'll definitely want different players in and um I can really imagine you know if if I ever and don't really sort out like the kind of internal matters, we could be looking at another Newcastle situation here, where you know, um, uh, you know, uh, players don't know if they're coming or going. Players will literally probably just start down tooling after two or three months. I mean, again, you know, Everton are uh, in a bit of a freefall um, um, at this present moment. I'm not saying that they're going to go down, but um, you know. There's been just such a lack of consistency. Can is Lampard the right person? No. Um, I like would have stuck with Duncan Ferguson if he actually wanted the job. Uh, you know, um, he's 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 literally blue through and through. Um, I would have liked to have seen Frank probably manage a, a championship club or possibly even a League One. Um, you know, um, to really earn, earn his stripes. Because again, you know, he's 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 kind of walked into a in a kind of win-win situation. Like he's like he's going to get money to spend, and if it doesn't work out, he'll get sacked, and you know, probably get Mourinho money. You know, so it's it is scary. Yeah, you know, it is scary. Um, but again, hey, like. Uh, I'm a like Liverpool fan, so um, literally, like I hope Everton keep you know keep on doing this, and uh, hopefully, I'll see Everton at the bottom of the table next next yeah. year. <laughs> it, they're a strange club, aren't they? Like they've won, they've won one trophy in the last what thirty years. That was, was the that? FA Cup in nineteen ninety five. Yeah, they they've won, I, I, I think guess, in the last thirty uh, years I they've won United as well. Mm. You know, it was um it, it was windmill. I think it was Steve. Is it Steve Paul. Rideout? Paul Rideout. Paul Rideout. See? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. It's but like it's a strange one because what's the expectations of Everton, like the fans and the board? Like if you if you were to do it in an analyst on it, the expectation should be a top 10 finish and you know fourth or fifth round of the FA Cup that you know because that's what they've delivered for the last uh-huh. 30 years yeah, but, but, so what, what what are the expectations when someone comes in you know what what's acceptable to them you know that's what I can never understand and Newcastle are the same what, what, what what's the expectation like it's different at Manchester United Liverpool Chelsea, whatever, they, they consistently won trophies. So the standard is is beating for trophies. Everton have, haven't had that standard since the eighties. So <laughs> you know, where 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 is where where is this expectation coming from for their fans? Or is it just a modern thing where all fans now are just so demanding? You know, Wayne, I don't. I reckon it was the uh, the owner though. He's he's the one that keeps turning over these managers, isn't he? Why didn't he stick with Duncan yeah. Ferguson, like Debris said? You know, there's no expectation yeah. on Duncan, is there? He's not like a well-known manager or anything. Yeah. Everton through and through. And yeah. you can build from that because he knows the squad inside and out. Yeah. Um, I don't What's What's the point of Duncan Ferguson there? Because they just keep keeping him on with managers and managers and then throw him in as caretaker for a game. Why not give him a chance? What's the point of keeping him there if he's not going to get a chance? You know what I mean? Is it just, I better keep him there because keep the fans on side. Well, I'd say that's exactly what it is, isn't it? But mm. what's the point of him? What's his function if he's, if he, you know, if you're not going to give him a chance? Like he's worked under what? How many managers now? Three or four? Yeah. So yeah, why, why, why not give him a chance? I don't know. I don't get it. I think it's, it's just the owners stick their noses in, isn't it? And they interfere mm. with, uh, with how the board and how everyone else um, sees it. They don't see it that way. Mm. They see big name manager. Big PR. Um, they're going to still. They're going to get us out of the rubbish as crap as well. 
Duncan won't be able to do it. But look, he's he's. I think his uh, record under Ferguson's pretty good. Um, when he's yeah. taken over and played the games, you know, he's only had a few games. And he's still, I think, his record's quite good. Um, it's not, it's not too bad. It's not too shabby. But he's not. He's never had a run. He's never had like ten games or anything. It's usually two or three, isn't it? And he's and he's been let. You know, yeah. another yeah. manager's come in. And he gets every uh, going, doesn't he? But do you know what? From an owner's perspective, like, like normally. Like, like the Ma, Ma, I can't say his name, Majni or Mashri or whatever his name is, but he, like he's a, he's a multi multi millionaire, so he's a successful businessman. Normally, successful businessmen are great delegators. They're able to go, well, I'm going to get this guy because he's really good at that. Better than I am, yeah. I'm going to get that yeah. guy. He's really good at that. So normally they they go, well, I love football, I know a bit about it, but I'm going to get an expert in to do it for me rather than. And, and they're usually quite good at their money. So, it's thinking he's going to go. Oh, oh Wayne, we can't hear you. No, he's disappeared. He's Wayne, disappeared. He <laughs> he's got out of range. The RNC's um, gone down. <laughs> he has gone down. Uh, Diego Mikel or Callum uh, would love to get your opinion about the Lampard Everton move. Um, I think Duncan Ferguson would have been the right choice to keep. However, I think I also think that this the appointment of Lampard is a good appointment, and it should have happened before he went to Chelsea, like as the next step of his managerial career. Considering he managed at Derby, did exceptional at Derby, given the circumstances there. Yeah. And that would have been Everton, probably would have been the next step there. Their mid table team in the Prem. Yeah. You know, I think that would have been fine. Diego and Mikel? Silence. It's great. Uh, Wayne, <laughs> you're back. You're back. I'm back. I don't know what happened there. It's just went down. No, I mean, yeah, I, I think exactly what you said, Wayne. You know, the, these like, owners are multi-million, possibly even multi-billion uh, owners. But again, they, they are probably experts in whatever field that they're in. Football is a different beast. It's, it, it, you know... Yeah, exactly. you get so many yes people. You get people, you know, you you can get the charlatans in that say yes. You know what? I know exactly what I'm doing. Um, directors of football and whatnot, and just picking out players. And you know, it, it's a it's. I I don't know any owner, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, who who's ever bought a club and actually made money back. It, it's kind of literally on. No, I do, I do. FSG. Oh. <laughs> uh, no, look, they, 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 they know how to run a, a football club. They're a bit tight now. They like they like they won't. Every decision is through a thought process. At least, you know, I was half expecting to sell two or three players in the window to cover that fee for. Lewis Diaz. They don't normally mm. spend. They're not spenders, are they? I mean, they must have got that money from somewhere because, you know, I didn't think Liverpool were going to sign him. But again, you know, we we football fans just want our clubs to be spent, you know, to, to actually spend the millions to, to literally, you know, make our clubs, you know, successful. And again, FSG, I've literally gone down that kind of model saying, you know what? We have to sell to buy, and literally when we buy, we do it in installments. And, and you know, we, you know, it, it's it's a you know it's a very rigid system. And 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 yeah. listen, a lot of Liverpool fans, you know, have said FSG out, and literally we're talking about probably one of the most successful generations of a Liverpool team that that yeah. um, a lot of these fans have actually seen. But well, I, I I get it. I, I get it. I think they're brilliant businessmen. And they've done a fantastic job. But I asked the question, right? The stadium has been expanded by 20,000. The TV money's through the roof. The transfer fees in 
have been unbelievable. They're getting they're getting top notch for fellas, you know, that never played a game. So they've done brilliant there. But where's all this money going? Like Liverpool were the top earners there for the last two seasons in a row uh, in the league. We're making the Champions League final, win the Champions League, the league. So I think I think where where a lot of Liverpool fans and fairness are coming from is where's all this money gone? If it's if it's not going like there's hundreds of millions. Like at least in fairness to the Glazers, they go, We take twenty five million out a year, that's what we do. And then the rest goes back in. FSG don't do that. They they're very, very prudent in everything they do. There's the tourist process and that's fantastic and it's a good model. But you're still going, well, where's the rest of the money gone? Where's the hundred million we got for winning the Champions League? Where's that gone? And you're sort of going, like, let's let's call a spade a spade here. LeBron James didn't grow up in Cleveland singing you'll never walk alone. You know what I mean? Like, he invested it. <laughs> he invested he invested in Liverpool football club to get a return. And he did because he got a large chunk of they've changed the name, haven't they? And he's now a he's a part owner of the Fenway Sports Group, whatever they I think they call it Red Robin or something, and they bought more more sports franchises they call them. So it won't be long till you see John Henry instead of John Henderson picking up the league. It'll be John, John Henry like they do in the NBA and all that. So I think that's that for me is I can see where some Liverpool fans have concern. You're saying about obviously FSG not spending money, but are they preparing? The question is, is are they preparing themselves? Obviously, they've got this generation. We've won the Premier League. We've won the the Champions League. We've won the Super Cup. We've won the Club World Cup. Are they preparing for the next generation? Obviously, at the moment, we've got a team capable of doing all that in their minds. Again, but what about the next 10 years? Yeah. But Klopp's a big part of that, isn't he? He's a massive, you know, massive part. He'll be, he'll be a massive blow when, when, when he does go. You know, yeah. I don't think any other manager could do what he did on that budget. I don't think, I don't think a manager exists that can do that. I think obviously you've got Pep Linders, who I, I think's next in line to become the manager when Klopp leaves. I think that's the plan. All right. Have you seen him coach? He's an excellent coach. He's he, oh, he's brilliant. Some of the videos I've seen is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Where's he now, Callum? Where's yeah. he? What club is he at now? He's, a, he's back at Liverpool. Oh, he's there. Oh, sorry, Sorry. Yeah. But I mean, again, it's you know everyone knows making that transition from assistant manager to, man, to like manager. It's a different kind of fish. You know now. Yeah. You know. You know. Yeah, as a as an assistant, you can kind of put your two pence in, but hey, you know, it's the manager's decision. It's the manager that's yeah. probably got those sleepless nights, you know, and whatnot. It's the kind of manager that's trying to persuade uh, the elite player to come and join us rather than Tottenham or United, yeah. which isn't really hard to do right now. So, it, you know, it's you know, it's kind of one of those things where, hey, you know, we've like seen it with is it um, the United Portuguese coach. Uh, curious, curious, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. great, you know, great number two, great, great coach, terrible at Real Madrid, you know, terrible yeah. at Portugal, uh, you know, um, so again, yeah, I, Brian Kidd I think, was the same, only Brian Kidd, yeah, Brian Kidd as well, you know, um, mm-hmm. so it's it's a and Sammy Lee, I'm sure Sammy Lee like managed Sammy for a little Lee, bit. Yeah. Yeah, I said, no, nah, sorry, this is not for me. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. You've yeah. also got so, the thing where you see Pep Linder's doing all these pref conferences and, you know, he's managed a couple of times for Liverpool. I don't actually think, yeah. and I would like, like, I say this as little as possible, but I don't think that Klopp... I think Klopp and Linders are more, yes, okay, they're manager and assistant manager, but I think they're a joint management team. They're joint. In their minds, they do everything together. 
I don't know. I, I, I firmly believe that, like what I said about an owner, a manager now is a guy who's able to go, I need the best sports science guy and I need the best um, coach, I need the best assistant, I need the best analyst in. And they're able to bring everybody together and make those tough decisions. I think, for me, Pep and Linders falls under that. I don't think he's a crop that can bring everyone together, I think. And, and you know, Klopp obviously has a vision of how he wants to play, how he wants to recruit, and et cetera, et cetera. And he brings, like Ferguson did at Man United, and he brings these people in to do it. And I think Klopp is bringing that people, people buy into what he does, who he is, and how he, how he conducts himself. And I don't know if Linders has that personality. I think he's probably twice the coach that Klopp is. But I don't think he has the same management skills. And it's the same as I, most successful people are usually the best the same. Well, I'm not the best at this, but I know who the best person is to do this. Yeah. That's what most successful people do be. They don't tend to be, they tend to be able to accept that they're not the best. And we've all come across them in every walk of life. You know, you have a manager that comes down and he's trying to tell you how you do your job. You know, and, and I think a manager is always someone that, is humble enough to go, this guy is better than me. Like Brian Clough did when he signed Trevor Francis, you know, he signed Trevor Francis for a million, first million pound player and he first thing he says, when you get the ball, give it to John Robertson. Why? He's a better player than you. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> can, I think Klopp is, is, is like Ferguson like that, that he has that charisma and he has, he has that authority that he can do that and that humbleness as well that he knows I'm going to get the best Coaching, I'm going to get the best physiotherapist. I'm going to get the best strength and conditioning guy. I think that's what he's bringing. Happen Linder, I don't know if he has that in him. I don't know. Because he's had jobs and, and they haven't gone well. I think that's he came back to Liverpool, didn't he? He was, he was with, um, he's, he's in Holland with a side. I can't remember who it was. And uh, he came back. So I don't know. I, I, I don't see that happen. I think, I think Steven Gerrard will be back there at some stage. Yeah, me too. 100%. 100%. So let's go on to the final topic of this hour, and that's the transfer, the transfer deadline uh, day. You know, um, we uh, I think there's another hour left of the the transfers in the Premiership, and also I believe a lot of the you know Championship and League One and League Two, I believe. Um, so this is a kind of open forum. Please discuss any players who have moved. Or any kind of things that are still in the rumor mill um, would let's let's kind of talk about the players. Aaron so, Ramsey just went to Rangers. Yeah, he did go to Rangers. Yeah. Uh, who? Ramsey. Aaron Ramsey. Yeah. Aaron, as in Arsenal, as in Yeah. Yeah. He's gone to where? Rangers. Rangers. Glasgow Rangers. Glasgow Rangers. Online. Yeah. I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and and I'm going to get not, they're not paying us 400,000 uh, pounds a week uh, wages. No, they're not, no. And Dembele is going to be playing for uh, Section 341 uh, Barcelona Stand FC. Oh, his deal didn't go through. What do you think of Dembele? Like, He's only He pushed so much, nobody wants to buy him. Carvalho. He's never fit. He's never um, fit. Josh Madger has joined Stoke City. Oh, Josh Madger. Oh, but my I think he's, he's uh, clear to go to Barcelona now. Yeah, Bamiyang's gone to Barcelona as well. Yeah, well, has three. he? Yeah. Uh, okay. They were, were calling him an old and wingy, weren't they? They agreed on a six month uh, ex salary. I don't know which, how many, how much money he will make. But then they agreed for another one year extension if he does well, um, with uh, the figures that he cannot make during this six months time to be added to the next year. Wow, that's so like a, like a salary, deal. salary with uh, interest rate maybe, or with an IOU. Well, that sounds Barcelona, doesn't it? No, you owe you. 
It's like that scene in Dumb and Dumber when he when he hands over the suitcases. Good as money, I owe you. <laughs> I mean, that's a that's a world moving around. Everything now because everything is off the gold standard. Wow, uh, and uh, yeah, I, you know, and. Uh, Callum, please educate me in terms of who uh, Newcastle have bought, because um, I thought they'd be they'd be spending well, they got, the cash. That, that kid, got Matt Target that on kid loan. Thing. Matt Target on yeah. loan, yeah. So who? Um, oh, who? Matt oh. Target from Villa, the left ball. Yeah. Hold on, hold on, wait, wait, wait. I'm just trying to picture Matt Target. Is he a England international? No, the, the, the lad yeah, they yeah. signed him from Southampton. Matt, Matt Target. Vi- hold on, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm like just trying to put the caliber of Eddie Howe with Matt Target. I'm, I'm, I'm like just trying to see if like Matt Target is is literally gonna, you know, pull up roots and actually get Newcastle out of out of the ship right now. They've, they've signed that Bruno Gimares, Gimares. Yeah, from Human uh, Eyes. Yeah. Is he good? Yeah, that's true. He's very good. So Fabrizio Giovanni just tweeted Dembele stays at Barca. Manchester United not even interested. Chelsea never opened talks. Tottenham never been closed. No interest in Arsenal swap. No clubs in agreement. No clubs agreement with PSG. So he was just shooting bullets in the air, hoping to get a, a deal. Uh has has anyone gone for um, who, um, Jesse Lingard or Deli Ali? I know that those two players were. Deli Ali is going to Everton. Everton. Oh, is he? And I think Lingard got blocked. Lingard transfer got blocked by Manchester United. That's right. Oh, yeah, that's really? Right. Yeah. He won't United? Well, in this transfer, for Man United. United blocked Van der Beek, I think, yeah. left also a club. Okay, but, um, went to Everton. Sorry, so Ali's gone to Everton, and who else has gone to Everton? Van der Beek. Van, Van der Beek. Van der Beek's gone to Everton. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, okay. Look so is that. that Lampard goes there and gets Van der Beek and Deli Ali? Oh, let me. Let I'm me eat my newspaper. About taking, yeah. <laughs> You know, do you know something about Bellingham? Jude Bellingham. I think he stays at uh, Borussia. Because it, it was something about going to Real Madrid, something like that. Mbappe also uh, maybe close deals with Real Madrid. I'm not really 100% sure on that. But uh, he's going to close maybe closing a contract to Real Madrid this summer, but with a pre-agreement right now. Hmm. Wow. I, you know, sorry, I'm like, still a bit in shock in terms of the Everton, if it's, you know, if, you know, if we've got Van der Beek and Deli Alli and Frank Lampard has literally just stepped foot in there and, and then there's uh, Eddie Howe that's been at the job, you know, Newcastle job for a good few months and uh, he's getting Matt Target. I'd, 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 I can't. <laughs> And he, he got turned down by some uh, kid from from Rams in France. Uh, I can't say his name. Etty Hattie Ify Ify Apparently he's a, the the uh, the top scoring young player in Europe at the minute, and he turned them down. The Rams accepted the deal. His family wanted them to go, and he said no. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. Um, Liverpool fishing for Fabio Carvalho. Yeah, Carvalho. He's cheap, that's why. Carvalho from Fulham. 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 Carvalho. Carvalho. Yeah. So I don't know how how sure is this, but uh, Reynaldo Reynaldo from Lille signed for Atlético de Madrid, and Newcastle took Felipe from Atlético de Madrid. As in Felipe, the left back. Oh, I think so. 
There you go. So you'd have to sign the two left backs. And they already have that Jamal Lewis. He's not bad either. I like Jamal Lewis, the left back of Newcastle. Uh, they signed up from Norwich. Jago, how good is that Alvarez from River Plate? Is he any good? Oh, he's awesome. Uh, have you seen Jamie Vardy play? Man's, yeah, Man City yeah. signed him, isn't it? Well, just imagine Jamie Vardy being Argentinian. How okay. Okay. I saw him. I saw him two years ago. Well, thank God, because Jamie Vardy was shite when he was nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him playing. Uh, I saw him first uh, when he was a year ago. A year ago, when River went against Racing de Avellaneda in a Super Cup, Argentinian Super Cup, and that match he dazzled me. He was going running everywhere. He was chasing lost causes. Good control on the ball. He drops on in occasions to help out. Uh, he knows when to stay put and come in from behind the the last line of defense. That way he can score. He's a work. He's got a high work rate and good player. Good technical ability. Good player. Can score goals, which at the end you're buying goals because he scores a lot of goals. One of the top goal scorers in South, South America. I love him. Argentinian. You know, uh, people were crazy about Lautaro Martinez, but this kid is, uh, I think, a step above. Wow. Oh, okay. And uh, City going for how much? 20 million, I think. Like, City's been buying top players uh, for low money. Like, I don't know how they do it. They bought Kaiki, who was a all-star promise, uh, for 10 million. Wolves have oh. just signed Renato Sanchez. And 20 million for Alvarez is a, is a no-brainer. What did you say? Did someone say Wolves signed Renato Sanchez? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Adama Traore also went to Barcelona. Yeah. He, yes, they, have him they have him and Brightweight up forward. They used to play <laughs> two years that they were playing front, or, or four, four or five years they were playing up front for Middlesbrough. <laughs> Wow. Oh, and did you know, fun fact, Adama Terrari doesn't use any weights. <laughs> I don't know, but he will get him to shape. I mean, I, I hear, like, again, I've, I've, like, said that I respect every single pro player, but Terrari is just, you know, he... He flies to the Steve, man. He's 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 he's, yeah. he's just I don't know. Adama? I mean, ah, that's all it. Yeah. I mean, if you kind of take away his blistering pace, what you know, what else has has he got? Yeah. Biceps. I that's think... about it. <laughs> Biceps. <laughs> I think uh, he does not do well. He will not he will only be good. If Ferran Torres plays in the middle, I say false nine. But if they have uh, Luke De Jong and they have um, anybody else, I don't think he's going to be that good for, for a wing player. The problem with Adama is that he's good with his pace. He got a good change of pace. Yeah. Now, the 1v1 in short spaces is not the typical Barcelona player you want. You normally would look for Ronaldinho and Neymar. Ansu Fadi, those type of players. Yet, he does bring other stuff to the table. Pretty sure he's more competitive than the, the kid they, they have been using, which is Abde. Abde, although he has done good, still a second division type player or a first division low table player. And Barcelona needs a little bit more competitiveness. Mm. Okay. Well, actually... Something that Tari brings to the table is a lot of chicken, a lot of protein. He's, he's a, he is a big boy. People will get into shape, for sure. Yeah, oh, 100%. Um, and and but... baby oil. He brings a lot of baby oil. That's his tactics. That's not his tactics. Oh, dear. Oh, gosh. Oh, great stuff. Well, hey, uh, you know, so, um, it's been a great, uh, great one hour. Um, thank you to 
uh, Wayne to Barry to Diego, Mikel, uh, and Callum. Callum's just disappeared. Uh, but again, um, thank you to you guys. Uh, again, please subscribe to the Ultimate Football Network podcast. Um, and um, if you haven't already listened listened already, we interviewed Tabor and X Wimbledon, Arsenal, Watford, um, West Bromwich Albion. You know, Cardiff. manager. You know, honestly, just absolutely great stories. So, like, please go and check out that, that podcast episode. Until next week, we, yeah, until next week, we will um, see you guys later on. Thank you for listening.